Hi, this is Jonathan Armstrong, and we're joining you again for another of our Tech Law 10 podcasts. Mm. And Eric, uh, you're there over in California, and this week you've been thinking of romance. <laughs> well, I know that you're happily married, and so am I, so this doesn't directly apply to us, but you're right, I have been thinking about this, and unfortunately, it appears that romance scams are becoming a growing problem. A romance scam occurs, Jonathan, when two people contact each other on a dating app or elsewhere on the Internet. Uh, Communications then unfold between the two people with the purported goal of finding love. However, while one of those two people is intent on finding the dream match, the other person seeks to earn trust for the purpose of fleecing money over time from the innocent dating victim. So a real example um, was recently reported that I'm going to cover to sort of drive the point point home. There was a man representing that he was an Army captain uh, based, a U.S. Army captain based in Syria, um, and he contacted a Japanese woman on a digital pen pals international website. And after a few weeks, their relationship seemed to be a romance, and the man was sending emails on a daily basis in English that the woman was able to translate into Japanese by using the Google Translate app. Um, eventually, the man, who went by the name Terry Garcia, not to be mistaken for Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead, who actually is dead, uh, started oh, asking the woman... Or Cherry Garcia, the favorite yeah, ice right. cream of some on the call. Yeah, the, the Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia. This was Terry Garcia, which might have been a clue. <laughs> but Terry started asking the woman, and by the way, she was referred to as SK in court papers. He started asking her for money, um, believing that she was in touch with her one true love match. Over the course of about 10 months, she ended up sending Garcia 35 to 40 payments totaling And to meet Garcia's increasing demands, uh, this woman borrowed from friends, other relatives, and even her ex husband. And during that time, uh, Garcia would email her as many as 10 to 15 times daily. Now, as I'm sure you can guess, since we're talking about romance scams, Terry Garcia was not a real person who was in love with FK. Rather, FK was a victim of an international scam orchestrated by two Nigerian men in Los Angeles who were assisted by others in Nigeria and other countries. And just last month, U.S. prosecutors charged up to 80 people, majority of them being Nigerians, in a massive conspiracy that allegedly defrauded $6 million from vulnerable vulnerable women and actually some businesses as well. Um, Jonathan, so far, 17 people in the group have been arrested in the United States, and the remaining members of the alleged conspiracy are being tracked down in Nigeria and elsewhere. And getting back to the big picture, um, our Federal Trade Commission has stated that romance scams in the past year have cost Americans more money than any other form of fraud, which actually surprised me. And indeed, uh, in excess of 21,000 people Uh, were defrauded into sending $143 million to scammers uh, in just 2018 alone. Uh, It seems like a lesson here to be learned is that people need to be careful in terms of who they meet for romantic purposes online for many reasons. And, of course, the most obvious to me is, you know, physical safety. 
But now we see they need to be especially alert when their romantic, their potential romantic partners start asking them for money. Um, it's worth noting, Jonathan, that these types of schemes that emanate from Nigeria or involve Nigerians is causing a major branding problem for Nigeria. As I'm sure you know, Nigeria is a poor country which seeks to do business with other countries and international, uh, well, I should say other countries and international companies. Uh, but these types of scams, which have become quite rampant, are causing some reluctance on the part of others to do business uh, with Nigeria. You know, hopefully this type of crackdown in the example I've provided uh, relating to the supposed <laughs> Garcia and FK, you know, will, you know, cause these, uh, well, 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 make, you know, the crackdown on these camps will have some success for the benefit of people who would otherwise be future victims and potentially for the benefit of Nigeria as a country, as a trading partner. Sorry, I tripped on my tongue there for the end, but we're trying to do this in 10. That's <laughs> our tech one, 10. Yeah. But Jonathan, Jonathan, I know you have some thoughts, so why don't you uh, more eloquently uh, chime in? Yeah, I'm not sure about more eloquent, but, but certainly um, I think that, that there are all sorts of uh, issues to unpick there. I mean, first of all, um, as, as you no doubt know, the FTC are very interested in this space, and I was over in D.C. Uh, uh, earlier this week, and I'm uh, uh, aware that that's a current area of activity. Uh, I have previously acted for some online dating sites, and I know that those I was acting for took hmm. this very uh, seriously indeed. Um, the FTC thinks that um, some of these sites could do more. But it seems to me that this is a problem almost as old as the Internet, what we have seen is that some very popular online, uh, offline scams move online. This scam is, I imagine, almost as old as the hills. I imagine if we looked back to ancient Rome, we'd find people, you know, chatting to each other through holes in the men and women's baths uh, uh, on the Caracalla Hill, um, asking for money for this, that, or the other. Um, certainly, this scam, I know uh, a, a friend of a friend of my parents uh, had her life savings taken, mm. I would imagine, in the uh, 80s, I would have thought, as a result of a BBC program that allowed lonely people to connect with each other and, lo and behold, some of those people weren't what they appeared. The Internet obviously magnifies the potential and, there was a very interesting article in the BBC last week about, uh, just as you say, Internet scammers becoming almost role models in Nigeria. And uh, a Nigerian novelist, uh, um, apologies to anybody for my pronunciation, but Aduobi Trisha Nwaibani uh, has said that for many youths, uh, these sort of Internet scammers in in uh, Nigeria can be aspirational. There's been the arrest, of course, recently of a celebrated business tycoon in Nigeria, uh, Obinwane Okeke, who was regarded as, you know, almost, I, I was going to say the Nigerian equivalent of Donald Trump, but hmm. but somebody who's, who's very much a, a sort of, you know, well-known business figure in that same mold as, you know, Sir Richard Branson or, or whatever, a self-made man uh, mm -hmm. with interests 
in agriculture and real estate, featured in Forbes magazine as one of the top African entrepreneurs under 30. And yet uh, uh, Okeke um, is also known as Invictus Obi, if you're in touch with Nigerian culture, has been accused by the authorities of taking £8 million in, in one scam alone. Now, it's important to stress, of course, that he's been arrested and he's not found guilty and he's innocent until he is. But um, I do agree with you that this is a large problem and there are certain parts of the world where Internet scams are your ticket out of poverty. And it's, it's almost that traditional Billy Elliot story, isn't it, of somebody in a deprived area <laughs> finds a ticket out. And regrettably for many, the ticket out is, is crime. And let's not call it scams. Let's call it crimes for that's what they are. And as we extend the reach of the Internet into those uh, jurisdictions, and as we extend mobile uh, applications, particularly because a lot of the connectivity is via mobile in, in those regions, then we're going to see more scams. And then people can graduate from these types of crimes into others. So we're seeing a lot of Office 365 crimes across our desk, uh, again involving people, the intelligence says, from the African subcontinent. And the other trend that we're seeing, of course, is um, crime becoming like a business. So criminal gangs will have social engineering departments and marketing departments and money transfer departments, all of them designed to combine their skills to prey on the, uh, on the innocent. So um, I agree with you, Eric, that it's, it's definitely a trend that's worth following. There are a number of aspects to this that are disturbing. I feel we probably haven't done it justice in 10 minutes. Well, it's impossible. That probably is our time. Yeah, it really is impossible to do it justice in just 10, 10 minutes. This is a big topic, and you referred to the innocent. Uh, the innocent oftentimes, and probably the majority of them, are older women. Uh, when I say older, I mean those who really did not grow up, you know, you know when the Internet was, you know, was ubiquitous throughout their childhood and teen years. Uh, the younger are more savvy and actually are more aware of potential scams. Older people are more trusting and assume you know, who they hear from really is who they purport to be, and it really could be their love match. Um, you were indeed quite eloquent, and uh, as always, I just point out that, you know, we don't rehearse these in advance. Jonathan did not know the topic I was considering to lead on today, and he certainly responded to the call. You have in-depth knowledge on this. Um, in my, I'm teaching a cybercrime class at a university, and some of my students are diving into this topic, and it's quite fascinating. Well, yeah. we're probably over our 10. Um, I'm Eric Sinrod at Dwayne Morris. You can reach me at ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com. No romance scams, please, um, I'm, and I'm not susceptible. Um, you can find us on the social media outlets. As always, uh, Jonathan, why don't you wrap up? Yeah, uh, jonathan.armstrongacordrycompliance.com. Thanks very much for listening to us. We'll return in a week or so with what we hope is another interesting topic. Bye for now. Okay, bye. Cheers.